Hi, this is Dan. And this is David. Welcome to Campfire Stories. How you doing, David? I'm doing good. How are you, Dan? All right. You get outside lately? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, doing some hiking over the weekend. Um, Anywhere special? No, just in the woods behind my house. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. You bring Target? Of course. That's the whole reason I go now. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Probably if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't go as much. But, oh. Yeah, I'm making a, a little campsite on the other side of the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. Have you camped? Have you tracks. camped with Target? Not yet. Not yet. When are you planning uh, on doing it's that? It's still a little cold at night. So I haven't yet, but I was planning on it in the spring. Mm-hmm. I went camping last night with uh, my dog. His name is Razo. He's a German short-haired pointer. Um, it was, it probably got down to 51. Oh, yeah, that's higher than the high up here. Yeah, so, I mean, when you're moving around, like when you're actually hiking, uh, it's perfectly fine. Um, I think I think yesterday when I was hiking, it was high 60s, low 70s or something like that, so it was nothing. Um once you, yeah, it's great. Once you actually stop and, you know, you get in for the night, then, I mean, 50, 50 can be kind of cool. Um, cause I'm, I'm sure you probably don't leave your house at 50 degrees. Right. Um, no, no. so 50 is kind of cool. Um, but of course the dog, the dog likes to, the dog is like 55 pounds and he pretty much insists on, on being on top of you to sleep uh when you go camping and uh so it makes it makes sleeping kind of difficult um but we had a good time uh i think you and i were talking earlier uh he's got some anxiety issues he's not good in the car he's he's uh he's not really good just tied up um which he's for you know florida and for him specifically um he's got to be on a leash um we we did cross paths with uh, a couple armadillos though, which was pretty cool. Well, you don't really see a lot of armadillo. Like when when you're in Florida and you see an armadillo, chances are it's on the side of the road and it's been hit by a car. Oh. Those are the usual circumstances around witnessing or seeing or finding an armadillo in Florida. Uh, but we saw three or four. Um. And because armadillos are smaller than Razo, uh, he he gets all you know arrogant and he gets all protective and he thinks he's you know tough. And then he starts barking and he's got a pretty good deep bark. And so he starts barking at these armadillos like uh, he's going to take on the world or something. And uh, other than that, he he tends to just he whines a lot. Um, he loves being outside. He loves exploring. If he's if he's on your on a leash with you walking, then he's great. Uh, you know, he's just the happiest dog ever, sort of thing. But being that it's Florida, being that it's Razo, uh, he has to be on a leash the whole time. Uh, if he's not on a leash, um, best case scenario, someone sees and tells on you. Uh, worst case scenario, he finds something to go chase and he runs away. Yeah. And 
Mayaka State Forest isn't, it's not, it's not, I mean, it's pretty big. It's like 8,000 something acres. Um, as far as, you know, state forests and uh, state parks and stuff go, it's not, it's not on the high end, um, like size wise. It's not a very large park. I mean, it's, it's decently large. It's just not one of the biggest ones down here. Um, I actually really lucked out. Uh, I got the, the one spot I've asked for it a couple of times, but every time I call, they are like, Oh, it's, it's, it's usually three to say six months, uh, reservation time to get that spot. Wow. Yeah. And I, popular spot. well, it's, see, the thing is, is it's the only spot with a view. Oh, it's the it's the only spot there, and there's like five or six uh, camp spots uh, there, but so they're all just in the, the middle of no. What's it? What's that? It, it's on the one hill. No, it's on the water. Oh, yeah. Um, all the other spots are just out in the middle of the woods with absolutely no view of anything. I mean, just trees. That's all. That's all you're going to see is trees, um, and then. Mayaka State Forest, I don't know if they do controlled burns. Um, I know they've warned me of controlled burns previously. I don't know if the, if, I don't know how they, how they manage them, where they do them, but they, I've, I've been warned about them before. Um, so there's no undergrowth. Um, you can look out into the woods and you'll see a mile in the distance through the woods. You just see trees, but there's no undergrowth at all. Wow, that's strange. And so when you do get a, when you do find a camp spot or when you, when you get to the camp spot, um, it's just an open or more open clearing with no trees. And it honestly, it honestly looks like it used to be like someone's driveway and their house was probably right there. That's kind of how it looks. And then all around your, your camp spot is just woods, you know, with no undergrowth at all. So, I mean, there's there's no views, obviously. I mean, that is your view at five out of the six different spots. And so if you do manage to get the nice spot, um, you have uh, you have the, the, the river right there, which is it's a really, really nice view. Um, uh, they even have like a dock right there. So like it, you could you could definitely uh if you didn't want to hike out through the woods, you could um, come down the river on a boat or kayak or something like that. Um, you just have to pay for the reservation, obviously. So mm-hmm. you pay for the reservation, uh, get the couple of nights that you want to go there, and then you, you could just kayak the river, um, camp out. I think that's probably the most popular way that people do that site because what I notice is, is like, first off, it's like two and a half miles to hike in from parking. Which doesn't sound, it's not that bad, but I can't imagine bringing in uh, like a whole bunch of meats to grill up. Because there's a grill out there. Yeah. And when we were there uh, last night, um, like there's, there's like someone threw out their, the bones from their ribs into the fire pit, right? So I doubt that... No, he likes to rip those apart and he likes to swallow the shards. Oh, that's not good. No. Um, but so my point is, 
I'm thinking most people who utilize that spot uh, do it by boat or kayak or something like that rather than hiking out. Because say it's just you and one other person or something, are you hiking in a whole bunch of meat to cook? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I've seen people with uh, like little carts or whatever they carry, they drag behind them with a cooler mm-hmm. full of meat and other supplies. <laughs> That you may or may not need for camping. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's always like, you know, you see people and, you know, they hike all day and it's nice to sit sit around a fire and grill up some steaks or something like that. Like, that's that's a good time. Um, but not when it's, I mean, granted, right now it's not 90 degrees, but um, it's right around the corner down here. You know, it'll be 90 degrees again. And uh, I would love to head down the river and and kayak it and then stop off at that spot, stay there overnight or maybe even two nights and and do some grilling and camp out. And, and, you know, it was it was a beautiful spot. I would love to do like some family camping there. And the spot's big enough. I mean, you could put like a 10 man tent uh, over there. There's definitely room for for a huge. Yeah, huge tent. Um, It's like car camping just. uh, Far out into the woods, right? So yeah, you're you not getting your car. You don't have to worry about all the extra weight. Yeah, exactly. Um, load up everything into the kayak and head down the river, and you know, do your thing. Yeah. Um, the only thing you'd have to worry about is vehicles. Uh, where you're going to put the vehicles, you know, and whatnot, and make sure that all both vehicles, the one that drops you off, the one that picks you up, can can handle a kayak, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it was just a gorgeous spot. Um, I, I really lucked out because, uh, like I said, in the past, they've told me it's, it's three to six months, uh, reservation time. Uh, and I called on Friday and said, do you have a spot? And they said, actually, we have our, our nicest spot that we have is, is actually available. And I said, fine, I'll take it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I had ne- I'd never been out there before. I knew it was a much further distance from, and and two and a half miles isn't exactly uh, really far. But um, the trails are mostly sand. Um, so you you're literally hiking through uh, three to six inches of sand for yeah. two and a half miles. Yeah, that could be exhausting. I'm sure. Yeah, it do- it does get tiring, and it definitely adds time to the to the hike. Um, and like, uh, back to your point, carrying or pulling a, car, uh, a wagon or something behind you, yeah. uh, that would, I feel like it'd be brutal. Um, so I guess in my own mind, I've now decided that the only, <laughs> the only time these people go <laughs> over there with their meat and whatnot to grill up is, is, is when they kayak or boat in. Um, what's also interesting though, is right across the, the river, uh, are some really, really nice houses and, Throughout the night, uh, a bunch of people did get out there, and you know they're they're racing up and down the river on, you know, their bigger boats, not not kayaks or you mm-hmm. know little tiny boats, but bigger boats. Um, and they're they're partying out there, which is cool for them, you know. Um, and I can definitely picture them stopping by over at this dock, throwing some meat on the grill and having some fun, you know. Oh yeah. So I've always wanted to do uh, a, an overnight kayaking trip. Uh, I've, I've tried to plan one in the past, but it fell through. Um, would you Would you ever uh, consider um, 
Would you ever consider a kayaking trip if you had to uh, portage? I think it's what it's called, portage. Port. I am not familiar with that term. All right. So um, portaging is, uh, I believe, uh, yeah, I believe that's the term. Um, so th- this dates back um, to exploration time in the U- era in America. Okay. Okay. So. Possibly. Um, there is a company called Duluth Pack, and it is in Duluth, Minnesota. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they used to make backpacks for people who were portaging. Um, so you'd have all your gear in this backpack, and this backpack is uh, unique in that it's got a third strap that goes from the backpack, from like the top of the backpack, across your forehead. What? Hold, hear me out here. Uh, okay. So it's it's a big backpack because it needs all the extra stability that you can get. But here's the thing. So portaging is uh, you'd go from one lake to another lake, but you'd have to take a trail and you're on your kayak. You're, you're with your kayak or your canoe. Oh, and you have to carry it with you? Yeah. So the boat has to go. You flip it upside down. You, you put it over your shoulders. Your head is basically inside the kayak or the canoe. But you want to. You can't carry it like that with all your stuff in it because your stuff will, especially if you're carrying a kayak or sorry, a canoe, you'll lose all your stuff. So you load up all the stuff into a backpack, and they're big backpacks because you know how much stuff you can carry in in a canoe. Um, and so then you have to hike, say a quarter of a mile or a mile or something like that in that position with a canoe over your head or a kayak over your head. And then you get to the next lake and then you kayak to the next part of the trail. Would you, would you ever consider, I mean, it's that, that sounds rough to me. It sounds like a a real test of uh, endurance. Yeah. I'm not sure if I would do the carrying it over my head. My kayak probably weighs about, 75 pounds so it's pretty heavy to carry over your head for a quarter. is it is it a two person no it's a single 70. person but it's a 15 feet 14 feet hmm something like that it's pretty long i um, think 75 is still pushing it yeah maybe it's i'm just weak and i feel like it's 75 and it's not <clears throat> but uh the longest i've had to carry it is maybe uh, I'd say an eighth of a mile, maybe like 600 feet, 500 feet. Um, mm-hmm. and that was rough and that was rough. <laughs> yeah. And that was just going over dams on the, the wood river down in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Which I would love to, I would love to get like a, a nice sit on top one of these days that I can take the dog in. Yeah. That's the biggest trouble I have with my kayak is, uh, so the, the opening isn't big enough for me and the dog to both fit in. Yeah. And so, well, what I'm thinking is if I could get a sit on top fishing one, um, I don't know if I talked to, I'm not a good fisherman. I, I, I have, um, uh, me neither. I would love to be oh, like, um, like I was talking to one of the guys at work the other day and he, he went fishing, got a whole bunch of fish. I said, Oh yeah. How many did you bring home? None of them. Hmm. None of them. Just, you know, throw, throw, 
Throwing back, yeah, catch and release. And me, I'm sitting here like, well, that's dinner. Mm. Free. It's free dinner. Um, but, you know, it, that that's, if I'm lucky enough to actually get something, then it's coming home with me. It's yeah. not, it, it, it was not lucky enough to get caught by me as well. Yeah, <laughs> the other the other side of that, um, but like I said, I would love to pick up eventually. Uh, I would love to pick up a sit on top uh, fishing kayak that I can take uh, the dog with with me and go fishing or something like that. Yeah. Or just you think or the just, dog wouldn't. Uh, I don't know, but the thing is, is um, he probably would. He would probably be completely terrified for you know a little while. But eventually, I mean, he's only three years old, and they say you know you can't teach a dog or an old dog new tricks, but I think you can. Um, and I, and I would, I would definitely like to, um, get him out more cause he loves being outside. Um, and you know, the first time he goes, he goes in the water, he's horrible. But the third time he goes in the water on the same day, then he's loving it. Hmm. You know, and that's the thing. He just gets really nervous. He doesn't like trying new things. And he, he has a horrible memory because you take him to the water today and he's horrible the first time, he, he, you know, you, you kind of get him in the water. The second time, he's a little bit better. Third time, he's better. And fourth time, fifth time. And eventually, you can't get the dog out of the water. Now, you take him back next week, and you have to do the whole thing all over again. Because <laughs> he's completely forgotten. And you wow. take him to the same exact spot, and he's completely forgotten. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I have I have all these dreams of, you know, living that that perfect life with, you know, you, you get your dog and you <laughs> head out into the woods and you go catch yourself some pheasants and then you come back and you grill them up that night um, out in the middle of nowhere and you sit there and you share your pheasant with the dog and you're just living the dream, you know? Yeah. Tip your hat, sleep on a rock. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get a harmonica in there. <laughs> yeah, and I mean a piece of straw. Yeah, you could always bring always bring a banjo, I suppose. Um, banjos are pretty weighty, though. Banjos are pretty weighty. You have to make one when you're out in the woods. Yeah. You just just make it. You just you you become that person that can make a banjo out of nothing in the woods. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> if you can do that, you can do anything in the woods, right? Right. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to keep this one short this week. Uh, it's a short month and I don't have uh, a ton of data. But on that note, um, I guess I'll close this out. It was it was a good conversation. I do want to focus more on getting the dogs outside. Um, so if anyone has any stories about bringing their dogs out with them, uh, love to hear them. Hit us up on iTunes. You can review the podcast. To, to tell me if you like it. Tell me if you don't like it. Tell me if you want different things talked about on it, I suppose. Uh, if you love David, if you hate David, just let me know. Um, <laughs> I'll sugar I'll sugarcoat it, right? <laughs> um, I appreciate it, Dave. Every time that you can get on, I definitely appreciate it. Um, Everybody get outside as much as you possibly can and bring, bring your pets. Uh, you know, man's best friend likes to be outside. No matter how much he whines in the car, it's because he wants to be outside. He just doesn't want to be in the car. That's, that's the problem. He, he loves his freedom. Uh, he wants to be outside. He wants to run around. So definitely bring him out there. Uh, I know I'll be taking Razo out a couple more times, uh, hopefully this year. Um, 
And uh, I know David will be taking Target out every other day at least Probably. just for a hike. And uh, come spring, you're going to have to uh, figure out how you're going to how you're going to camp out with them. Do you have you have a bigger tent, right? Uh, yeah, I do. I have a two person tent. So there you go. Plenty for us. There you go. On that note, we will see you guys next week. Uh, it's been fun. I appreciate it. Thanks again. Yeah.